morning church i want to speak to you this morning about made for mission now a few weeks ago i hope you can remember i spoke to you about trying to find your ministry in the church trying to find some stuff you're good at and just go ahead and do it now i think your mission is to tell the people about jesus to tell people what jesus who don't know jesus what he has done for you but i also think it goes hand in hand with your ministry so your ministry is part of the church to you know encourage and you know, work along and worship with believers but also your ministry is to encourage and work along and you know get alongside and pray for unbelievers and to tell them what jesus has done for you now I know a few years ago I decided I'd pray and decided to ask God to show me what he would want me to do, what he had created me to do, what he created me to be, because I think everybody is unique. There's no two fingerprints the same. Even your heart has a unique rhythm. No two hearts beat the same. And I just think that's just so wonderful that God's created each and every one of us different. There's no two snowflakes created the same. So I was praying about this and what came back really surprised me was practice hospitality. Well, I, I thought I'd practice hospitality. I, I had people around my home and invited them in. But when I really prayed about it, what would happen was I'd invite somebody to come around and say for tea on a Saturday, a week Saturday. And leading up to that week, I'd be frantic. I'd be cleaning, I'd, I'd be cooking the same meal time after time, just so I got just right. I'd, you know, everything had to be perfect. And I tell you, woe would be tied if you'd used the towel. I'd put the towel out for the guests. Oh no, family weren't meant to use it. If you went in the bathroom and you'd use my towel, I'd be like, that's not for you. So God release me from that. Practicing hospitality means to just invite people into your home. And I, I wonder where that came from. And I think that was in me from when I was a kid. And when I was a kid, you know, our homes at some times, you know, was like many homes I think wasn't great and sometimes there'd be arguments and there'd be fights and you know just as a natural thing I'd stopped inviting friends over and stopped inviting and people around um, because the people in the home weren't in a good place at that time. So for me as I grew up I invited people around but it had to be perfect. When God said to me practice hospitality he released me from that you know and I, I really believe you know this is for somebody out there. You are not a mistake. Your personality, it's not a mistake. God really values you in your mission, in your ministry. And Philippians 1 says, Be confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it out to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. I want to ask you, have you ever spoken ill words over yourself or someone you love or someone else? Have you ever said the words, oh, I don't know how long I've got that job. Oh, I'm thick, me. Oh, oh, everything has to be perfect. Everything has to be perfect. It isn't. We just have to have willing hearts. But I want you to pray with me now. I want you to, if, if, if you're that person that, that said those things, I want you to pray with me now. Lord, I ask you to cleanse me of all ill words I've spoken over myself and others. Ezekiel 36, 25 says, I will pour pure water over you and scrub you clean. I will give you a new heart. I will put a new spirit in you. Now that, that's a message for someone here this morning. That's someone God saying, I'm going to pour pure water over you. 
and won't give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. If you are speaking ill words over yourself or over others, begin again this morning with God because God's saying you are unique to me. I have a plan and a purpose for your life. Let's start again. Let me renew you. Let me put a clean heart, a renewed spirit in you this morning so you can step out into the church, step out into the world with a renewed spirit to tell the people of all I have done for you. David, I think I'm saying this right. Well, I know I'm not actually. David Posthum says, the heart cry is the emotive force given to us by our creator, which drives us to discover and fulfill our ordained mission in the world. God has an ordained mission for each and every one of us. Each and every one of us has a mission and I don't know what your mission looks like. I don't know if it's practicing hospitality. I don't know if it's talking to people. I don't know if it's being the best mum. I don't know if it's being the best dad. I don't know, if, don't know what it looks like, but you do. And when you ask God, God will show you what your mission is and also your ministry. Jesus was asked, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with your heart, soul, mind and strength. And the second part of this is love your neighbour as yourself. Heart is used over a hundred, no, is used over a thousand times in the Bible. It's the central organ in the body. What does it mean to love the Lord your God with your heart, with your soul, with your mind, with your strength? I think it means to love God with everything. You know, we were created in the image of God from the very beginning of time. God said, let us make man and woman in our image. Well, he didn't say that. He says, let us make man and then Adam, he put Adam to sleep and then he made woman. But we're still made in the image of God, all of us and every one of us. So we are still unique. We have God's DNA in us, which I think when we're born again, we are sealed with the Holy Spirit. And God gives us the strength to step out into the world to tell the people of the great things he has done for us and what what he can do for them, which is eternal life. You know, the heart is the driving force, I think, of all our emotions. It's, we think with our heart, we feel with our heart. You actually, there is a syndrome of that you can die of a broken heart. That's how crucial your heart is to you. Now I know there's advances in technologies and you know there is the, an artificial heart which people can't have implanted until they can get a heart transplant. But our heart, it's, it's, it's everything and God's saying, you know, heart, mind and soul and body and strength. Love me with it all because I've loved you with all of me. God created us out of love. He created us out of love to love and be loved. And we need to love those around us and, and tell those around us of what God has done for us in the death and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Your strength, I think sometimes people think strength is like brute strength, but I think strength is persevering. I think when you're loving God with all your strength, it's persevering and still loving God when everything else is going wrong. 
and I think you know lots of us in the church can testify over this last couple of years that there's been a lot of things have gone wrong for people in their lives and there's been a lot of times where people have doubted God and you know not being able to to pray like they used to or even question God why why Rick Warren says that when everything's going well God is whispering your name and you hear him clearly but when you are broken and when it is the dark night of the soul God is actually shouting at you I love you I love you and I think we've come to realize we live in a fallen broken world and sometimes our prayers aren't answered and sometimes things don't go the way we want to but God says still love me with your heart your mind your soul and your strength God's still asking us and I think that's what that verse means Jesus give us that verse to you know to still love us with every breath every breath that's in, in us to still love him to still be strong and love him even though prayers aren't being answered to love him with our minds even when we look around and the world and the reality says how can you love God when that's happened how can you love God when you're so broken how can you love God when you've done nothing but cry for a week how does God love you and God's saying I do I do carry on hold on in there and then the next part of this verse is love your neighbor as yourself and I think that so that is the the, the ministry part that God's saying love me through it all and I, I will be there with you I'll be there on the mountaintop and I'm there in the valley and then love your neighbor as yourself means not just your neighbour who lives next door to you, it means everybody in the workforce or everybody in your jam making group. I mean, I know we're kind of go to groups yet and I know we're just starting to meet up and see people in my gardens and things like that, but it's everybody we meet, you know, who, who doesn't know Jesus. It's everyone and I think that's what God's mission is for us, to love your neighbour as yourself to go and tell them all about Jesus. You know, I just think that sometimes we we make it very, very complicated. You know, we, we want to be the best scholar, we want to talk about theology, we want to talk about things, and I think sometimes our own testimony is the, the, the best thing ever because it's personal to us and we know it, and our, my testimony is that, you know, I became born again at the church, the fold church in um, Gateshead, just off the fold. Um, and I was a Catholic. I didn't, I, I think I was the most reluctant Christian ever, but God came and he, he came on a, in August and it was a barbecue. I'd been to the service and then I was just engulfed engulfed in the presence of God and I had doubted and I kept saying well how can you be real how can this God that they speak about in the service that they speak about in the Bible how can this be real and then one morning I was praying and I just said God how can you be real and God spoke to me and that was my testimony and I've been a Christian for over 20 years since and I you know this there's times where I've doubted, there's times where I've been broken, there's times where I've had really joyous times in the Lord. And I think it's, it's, it's part of my mission is just to tell people, you know, my, my story. And that's my story and it's as, as simple as forms. And in Romans it says, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. You know, God knows you and me and all of us intimately. 
and he's saying to you this morning are more than a conqueror. You this morning have equipped you with everything you need to step out in the world and to tell everyone what I have done for you. You are more than a conqueror. You have my Holy Spirit. You are born again. You are sealed with my spirit, which gives you the strength to talk about me. Um, I want to just read you this little bit from the book of Rick Warren. It's from the Purpose Driven Life. And it says, Great opportunities may come once in a lifetime, but small opportunity, opportunities surround us every day. Even though such simple acts as telling the truth, being kind and encouraging others, we bring a smile to God's face. God treasures the simple acts of obedience. More than our prayers, praise or offerings, the simple act of obedience. Now, years ago, I was prayer walking my estate, which I, I still do. I would encourage you to do it because God opens opportunities in them prayer walking times. Now, I would been walking and I decided to turn back because it, oh, it, it started to rain, it was windy, it had gone really cold. And as I was walking back home, I seen a lady and I seen her pulling up a suitcase and she went into the bus stop and she was you know, talking to herself and quite angry. And then as I got further down, she was crying. And my first thought was to just walk on. But I heard her sob and I stopped. And she was in the bus stop and I was up to and I looked at her and it was a horrible freezing cold day. And I said, are you alright? And she looked at me and first I thought she was just going to like, you know, just say, oh yes, you mind your own business. But she said, no. So I stepped in and I said, what's wrong? And she sobbed, sobbed and she was crying that hard that I, I put my arms out and she came in my arms and she was sobbing. And I said, what's wrong? And through her tears she said, my partner and me have had a fight. We've had a fight and he was supposed to come and he was supposed to meet family it's been arranged for it's it's been arranged for ages the lady you know she looked a little bit disheveled she had a suitcase which was half open half closed and she says he'd gone in the suitcase he took half his stuff out and you know he wasn't coming he wasn't meeting the family the lady had you know had had a little bit of a drink it was early in the morning and i just said to her can I pray for you? And she said, yes. And I remember praying the simplest of prayers. It still moves me to this day. And it's, it, it, it's over 10 years ago. I prayed the simplest prayers with this lady. And I just said, God, I pray a partner reconsiders. I pray that he packs a bag and he meets this lady in town and he meets up with her family. And you know what? God entered in. God came, I felt the presence of God in that bus stop. She started to cry. I cried. I, I didn't know who she was. It was a simple prayer. And then we stopped crying. I said, are you all right? She was, yeah, I feel a lot better. The bus came, she got on the bus and she went. I have no idea what happened to that lady. I have no idea if that prayer was answered. But I knew God came and gave that lady peace. The presence of God was there. A simple act of kindness. A simple act of stopping. Can I pray for you? Those are your mission. Just simple acts of encouragement. Simple acts of asking, are you alright? A simple kind word. A word of encouragement. You know, even when you're driving, 
that's part of your mission stop and let somebody out don't be cursing you know we've all done it we'll listen to worship songs and we're praying god is a god who saves and you know god is a god who you know opens up the seas and you care for me and the next thing you know someone's cutting us off and we're like what are you doing shouting at them so be engulfed in god be just you know love god with all your heart your mind your soul and your strength read the word of god pray and step out into the world whatever your world looks like wherever you go take the word of god with you take god's spirit with you and ask god for opportunities ask god for opportunities where you can tell people about him god is a loving god and god wants all of us not to be lost you know he wants all of us to be saved he wants us to be in heaven with him i want to read you this little bit from the book of uh, rick warren again it says what does god care about most redemption of his people he wants his lost children found that's the whole reason jesus came to earth the dearest thing to the heart of god was the death of his son the second dearest thing is when his children share the news with others to be a friend of god you must care about all of the people around you whom god cares about friends of god tell their friends about god and that's the mission to tell all of those you know about Jesus. To tell all of those you know about what Jesus has done for you. And as I say, it was a, it was a simple prayer at the bus stop. It was profound. It's never left me. It's never left me that in the presence of God met that lady. You know, I didn't see you smelling a drink. You've had a big fight. You suit kitten. God wasn't interested in any of that. God was interested because I prayed for one of his children at that moment in time was lost you know those of us are christian we know the truth we know we're loved we know that god is for us we know that jesus died and rose again on the cross we know that sometimes we can ask our friends for peace we can say come pray for me i, I really need prayer this week or we can text somebody and say i'm having a bad day or we can text somebody and say yeah i was praying for you this morning we are we, us Christians. We know the truth, and we have a mission. We are created for mission. We are created with a plan and a purpose to step out into the world and to take the mission that God has created us to, for to the people who don't yet know Him. Now, it mightn't be you know you might part of your mission might just be for your children. Part of your mission might be in the workplace. I don't know who you associate. I don't know who's in your circle of life when you're outside of the church. But God does. And you do. You know, I cherish a few years ago, we were asked to to write on who we wanted prayer for and to, take, to write that person down and to take a card. That's 10 years ago. I'm praying for the people on that card now. I'm praying for these people who I don't know about because... The person who wrote about, I want my family saved, they weren't saved. She asked for prayer. We're still, you know, I'm still praying about it. And everybody who came to Cherish still has their cards and we're still praying. We may never, ever see the result of our acts of kindness, of our stepping out in faith, of our, our mission when we talk to people or when we pray for people or when we encourage people 
We never may ever ever see the result of that this side of heaven. It doesn't mean to say that we shouldn't do it. That's what God requires of us. Now, as I was preparing for this, I came across an interesting fact about the heart. And it says, first of all, laughter is good for the heart. It's good for your heart. It's good for your heart because it helps um, reduce the stress and it gives an, um, a boost to your immune system. That I just thought that was amazing. So I thought about years ago when I was doing a drama degree. I don't know. I think you think, eh, that shy little thing. How could she do drama? I thought I'm the same yourself. But we used to practice laughing. And it was, well, it was amongst many other exercises, we used to have to practice sadness. Oh, it's so sad there. I look so sad, didn't I? But laughing, we used to have to practice laughing. And I'm laughing because I, I know that some people who are watching this on the podcast, or well, they're not watching on the podcast, they're listening on the pod, podcast, or watching online, or on Sunday morning, will be like, no, I don't think so. But no, bear with me. So laughing, it's good for your immune system. It's good for your heart. So practice laughing. Now what we have been getting up and having a, a practice trying to laugh to myself. <laughs> and it's infectious. So we start off just a little laugh like that. <laughs> Come on. Those of you who don't want to join in, please join in. Come on. <laughs> a little bit. Deep bubble in. <laughs> now, bigger breath and a bigger laugh. Actually picturing you on Sunday morning. I know some people will really join in. Some of my friends and really join in. Some people will be like, I'm, I'm not too sure, but please try this week. This, <laughs> this is my assignment to you this week is to try and practice laughing. It is good for your immune system. It's also good for your heart and to give thanks to give thanks to God that you are so deeply loved and you are unique and you have a plan and a purpose. You are not by accident. God is saying, I have a plan and a purpose for you. And I just want to finish with this, that God says, I will wash you with pure water. I will scrub you clean. I am going to put a renewed heart and spirit in you. So if anybody is sick and if anybody feels that they have nothing to give, God says, yeah, you do. You are my son. You are my daughter. You're created in my image and you have so much to give. I have a plan and a purpose for your life. So practice laughing this week. Come on, one more last laugh. <laughs> and remember, God loves you so deeply and so dearly. Remember that Jesus died and rose again on the cross for you and he knows and loves you. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, I just pray that you will bless your church this morning and I pray that we will practice laughing and practice praising you. In Jesus' name, Amen. <laughs>